Hey, it's Jim and Carrie, and we are in Las Vegas. Why is it August, and why did we come to Las Vegas in this 100-degree heat? Because it's that time of year again when I'm down here for the International Virtuoso Conference held at the Bellagio Hotel, where I'm here with 6,000 of my closest friends from around the world. So what is Virtuoso? Virtuoso is a luxury consortium that only the top agencies in the world can belong to. By belonging to Virtuoso, we have relationships with thousands of vendors all over the world, exclusive relationships with cruise lines, hoteliers, on-sites, convention bureaus, etc. And they give us special amenities that we can pass on to our travelers. Could be something like a complimentary spa treatments, breakfast, room upgrades, sweets, all these fun things that we can get all because you book through a Virtuoso travel agency. And it is hard to become Virtuoso certified as far as if you're a property or a resort. Absolutely. To be um, certified Virtuoso as an agency, you have to reach minimum requirements, which are significantly high in the luxury market. And to be a supplier to get nominated, you've got to get nominated by various travel agencies and other vendors throughout the world i've nominated hotels before and after going rounds and rounds um you have to be visited by the agent at your property they have to stay they have to do a critique and even after all that process it's not guaranteed that you're going to get qualified and get nominated and certified as being virtuoso This is the cream of the crop, and we've stayed at some really nice places that couldn't make the cut, and they were really, really nice. Yeah, one of them finally made it. I've nominated them, I think, two or three times, and they finally made the cut last year, and I'm super proud of them because, you know, it's the best. And when you get people that want the best, you come to a virtuoso agency who can sell you the best and get you the best rooms in the house. We can reach out to our suppliers around the world, tell them our VIP clients are coming, and they get treated like VIPs. So it's not just, um, you know, it has, this has standards. This is not just uh, for show. This is, this is real. Oh, no, and you don't get a guaranteed spot in Virtuoso. If you don't meet what's required or you get unacceptable ratings, you'll get booted out of Virtuoso, and then you're kind of done. And there's a directory that we send out to our clients, and it's this beautiful bound book called The Best of the Best. And it literally is the best of the best of the hotels in the world. Some of these are like six-room hotels in the Swiss Alps, and you would never have heard of them if they weren't a virtuoso property. We have those kind of special relationships. You may be checking into a hotel and say St. John is a perfect example of one of my clients. Five-star hotel in St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. She arrived at the hotel, had been chatting with a woman on board the ferry. They were booked in the exact same ocean view room category. My client got there. They said, hello, Mrs. And they walked my client over to a suite. She'd been upgraded because we're a virtuoso agency. The gal she was talking to looked at her and said, how did you get that room? And she goes, my virtuoso agent. So talk about, you said there's, uh, how many people are going to be at Travel Week this week? I think it's 6,000, if I recall. And I think last year, there were 98 countries represented through around the world. And I would guess there's probably even more this year because it's so incredibly popular. And it's such an honor that if you are um, participating in Virtuoso, you want to be here. This is the show. I call it the runway of the year because it is the big show.
So we're going to talk about that later as we get deeper in the week here in Las Vegas with our podcast. We'll talk about the speed dating. We'll talk about some of the cool things we're going to get to do, like uh, talk about the new ship that's coming to Seattle. Also, the new luxury uh, Boeing liner that's going to be out very soon. Crystal Sky, that is just the Crystal Cruise Lines, has now started its own private jet. And both of us will get to tour it at different times through the week. So we'll give reports on that. Plus, we'll have some interviews with some great resorts around the world. By the way, if you listen to this and you want to tweet us at the best trip ever, maybe you have some suggestions. Maybe there's something you want us to uh, talk about. We'd be happy to do that. So be sure to tweet us at the best trip ever. So here we are in Las Vegas, uh, right before Travel Week begins, and we are here at the north end of the Strip. Now, a lot of people don't really think about the north end. Usually when you think about the Strip, you're thinking about things more like in the heart of the Strip, Planet Hollywood, the MGM, the New York, New York, the Cosmopolitan. But here we are at the other end. Yeah, I mean, you tend to think of the north end almost being like the Wynn or the Venetian or the Mirage. You think of that at the, as the north end which actually it's not. We are north of that in what used to be kind of the original section of the Strip. I remember the last time we stayed, we came up to this area, it's been quite a few years, we rolled the roller coaster at the Sands, and guess what? The hotel and the roller coaster, long gone. Is it the Sands or is this Sahara? Or Sahara, excuse me, the Sahara. The Sands was also in the same area. It was kind of the old style Vegas. We even noticed today the Las Vegas Hilton's now the Westgate. Same logo, just a different sign over it. I uh, enjoyed the Sahara because they had the best roller coaster here, Speed, and Speed is long gone. That was sad because we did enjoy that, and that was one of those coasters that we only got to ride one time. A great coaster, but it has been rebranded and reborn as the SLS. And I gotta say, this is for for its price point. This is this is a nice property for what you get you for what you pay for. Yeah, what I really like about it is it's part of the Starwood family. So its sister hotel is the W right next door, and with that, you get really comfortable heavenly beds. They've made it kind of hip and trendy, but it's attainable, and it's not a C and B scene hotel. And also, it doesn't take you 20 minutes to walk from the valet station to your room. I really like that footprint because sometimes in Vegas, you stay at a larger property and maybe you want to go eat and then you need to go over here and you go there and you are just walking everywhere. No, this is a very nice, manageable footprint. Yeah, it has all the amenities of a large hotel. It has, you know, probably close to 10 restaurants on property. It has multiple pools with cabanas. It has shops. It has a full gaming area, as every casino will have. But again, it's not going to take you forever. If I sent Jim down for a coffee tomorrow morning, he wouldn't need to be gone for an hour. He could be back in 10 minutes. Also, there's a concert venue. Alice Cooper is playing here tonight as we speak. Yeah, and I like the smaller venues. I think that's one of the nice things about this. You're not in the, you know, the big garden at the MGM. It's actually going to be a decent size arena where I think you're going to get some great sound and probably get closer to the performers if you're attending. So what is it? Uh, what are the rates here for the for the SLS? What would you compare this to? Um, I've seen them well under a hundred dollars midweek, and it's I would say even on the highest price point, maybe on a weekend of, in the mid two hundreds, very inexpensive. I mean, I think it's going to price comparable to the Tropicana, but a much more upgraded experience. I, they have some nice little uh, features, like for example, they pay homage to the Sahara, right next by the uh, right by the concert venue. There is uh, a chandelier with a bunch of chains and S's 
hanging from the chains, and those are the old S handles to the doors of the Sahara. Yeah, we learned that little tidbit of trivia, so then we had to scope it out tonight. And it was neat, because I love when you do a nod to the old the old Las Vegas, the Brat Pack, and it's fun to know that they're kind of watching over you. Yeah, they also have some Rat Pack stuff. The carpet, when you come in, has got uh, Dean Martin and some other Rat Packers on it. Uh, and as far as modern amenities, it seemed to have all of the, the modern games, as far as if you're into gaming. But also, there's an interesting thing above the central bar. There's a a 3D, I don't know if you call it a wall, I guess a 3D video ceiling. Looks almost like a box. It's pretty incredible, and it's continually changing, and it's hanging at an angle. And I, it's kind of like if you were in Times Square and it was hanging over your head. It's pretty phenomenal. So there's one thing, uh, if you're using Google Maps to drive here, uh, they're going to take you to the front, which is the casino. But if you're staying here, you want to be around the back on uh, Paradise. Yes, definitely Paradise. Twice Google Maps has decided that they don't want us to come in the main entrance for the hotel and ascend us to the casino. So today we didn't listen to Google Maps and we went our way. And guess what? We got here. Yeah, she yelled at us a lot, but we, we <laughs> persevered and we made it the correct way. Uh, another thing I did while Carrie was at uh, Virtuoso Travel Week preparing, I went over to the Circus Circus, where I have not been in, in forever. I think the last time I was there, I was 12. <laughs> it's been a long time, and it not shockingly, it really hasn't changed much. A lot of the same carpet patterns, a lot of the same wood and brass. I mean, certainly they've added some new, new stores and new things to sell, and... Uh, uh, new trinkets, those type of things. But uh, as far as the uh, the actual layout, it looks virtually the same. Yeah, and that's really good if people are trying to figure out where the SLS is. It's across the street from Circus Circus. So if you're familiar with that, we're directly across the street. I guess it would be on the east side of Las Vegas Boulevard. And the Circus Circus has got the buffet, and it's got the Midway Games, and it's got the circus performers, of course. And it still has the Adventure Dome, which, did they put that in, what, around 1990, I want to say? Yeah, something like that. I was, I think I've only been there maybe once. <laughs> you know, and it still has that roller coaster, which, which, as I recall, was a pretty good coaster. And it's much better than the one at the New York, New York, which we are not fans of. I do not care for that roller coaster. I've ridden it, and I call it a head shaker because it just knocks you around. I think the only time that coaster may have been a great ride was the very first time that anyone got to ride it. So it's interesting with the Adventure Dome. I think when it opened up, it was quite groundbreaking. And now with entertainment the way it is, I mean, there are a lot of arcades and and entertainment facilities, family fun centers that uh, pretty much compare now to the Adventure Dome. And it's got some off-the-shelf rides. It's got some kiddie coasters and some rides. Rides for for the younger set, along with the the big roller coaster, and it also has like a laser tag. And right now, it's themed as as Batman, and it's got a few virtual reality experiences. So it has been upgraded in that regard, but it looks pretty much exactly the same way as as I remember. And I think that um, you know, if you're if you're the younger set, if you've got kids who are younger, I think they're going to they're going to really enjoy the Adventure Dome. But I think as far as probably teenagers go, I'm not sure there's that much there. There for them. I'm just going to take your word for it since I'm not going to get a chance to get in there and I can't imagine too many changes have been had. But I also think they put that in in the early 90s when they were trying to do the Las Vegas as a family destination, the pirate ship at the Treasure Island, the water park at the MGM. They were really trying to market this as families. 
It lasted for a very short time, and then almost all of those things have gone by the wayside. It's pretty much the last family destination portion of it, if that even qualifies. The roller coaster is still at New York, New York, but everything else is pretty much gone when it comes to family-friendly. Yeah, it kind of is the last man standing, I guess. Well, exception maybe if you want to count the Excalibur. But um, it, and I would compare it to the to the Excalibur, and I saw a lot of families there, and a lot of multi generational, and you know it, it seemed great for families. If if you want activities for the kids, and if you particularly if they're if they're younger, well, you know mom and dad or whomever goes and gambles. I think it's it's it was it looked like it was looked like everyone was having a very nice time. Yeah, I mean it's definitely inexpensive. So if someone's on a budget and they feel like you know Las Vegas is on their list or it's a stopover because they want to take the family to the Grand Canyon, it's worth a consideration. But it's definitely going to be in that three-star maximum category. So can't guarantee the quality of the rooms because I haven't seen them in a long, long time. Yeah, I can't see if they've been upgraded. The one thing I do like about this end of the strip is the things. You know, it's maybe the optics aren't always the most aesthetically pleasing, but a lot of the times the price is right, and I don't feel like I'm being gouged quite as much as I am on the other end. Yeah, we really found that tonight at dinner. We went to Unami Burger, and which is here at the SLS. Yeah, which is just right downstairs, and. We had a fantastic, you know, dinner, very inexpensive for Las Vegas. I think the burgers were, what, thirteen ninety nine for a, a top-rated um, well, like a turkey. Third, a third pound? Yeah, yeah. I had a turkey burger. Jim had a their signature burger, and we had truffle fries and sweet potato fries, and our total bill was $38. I don't think you can go anywhere in Las Vegas for $38 for dinner for two. And it was one of the best burgers I had ever had. I had the Unami burger and the signature burger, and I thought it was fabulous. The first bite was was delicious. Yeah, we were both really surprised. I'd read a few reviews, but I don't always trust reviews because I think, you know, sometimes they say the fourth best restaurant in Las Vegas is Cheesecake Factory. So you got to take that one and realize the reviewers aren't exactly quality reviewers that have any, you know, true endorsements. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And all in all, I think the SLS is nice. Um, It's also, i got to mention, it's on the monorail, the Las Vegas monorail. So if you do want to go to another part of town, it's, it's not too difficult. You can leave your car here. Or if you need to go to the convention center, that's really a key thing is that if you've got something going on in the convention center, this is an easy stop and you can get there and it's literally right off the lobby and you can get either a day pass or a multi-day pass for the monorail too. One more thing about the SLS, they like mirrors. There's lots of mirrors in the bedroom, mirrors in the elevator. There's mirrors. I guess it's because the rooms were older and maybe they're trying to make them bigger. That's what I'm telling myself. But we definitely have floor to ceiling light up mirrors on our room, but it does make the room look large. So more power to them. Lots of pink, white, and black. That's kind of the color scheme in our room. Lots of black and white. And it's very much an art focused. So very contemporary, very hip and trendy. And the mirrors have buttons. You can turn on the uh, on and off the electric frame that surrounds them, the lighted frame. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We came in late last night and we're like, how do we turn off the mirror? But there's a little button on them and it ends up being just a really nice room and it, it makes the room look much larger than it is. So as we uh, wrap up here, what kind of things can we look forward to in the week? Oh, gosh, I'm excited to talk about activities that you can do. Tomorrow, I'm doing the Lip Smacking Foodie Tour, and I can't wait to do that. I'm getting to meet with vendors from everywhere from probably 
Egypt to Ethiopia to Fiji to Buenos Aires. I've got people from all over the world. I've got 400 appointments coming up over the week, and I get to try tour a brand new private jet. It'll be fun because we both get to do it at different times, so we'll get to compare and contrast. And what do you get to do? Uh, tomorrow night, I get to go to a... Uh, what restaurant am I going to? Uh, one of the Jean-Georges restaurants, I believe, at Aria. I can't recall. There's so many good restaurants here, I've lost track. <laughs> and I uh, also go get to see Cher in concert. But I'm more excited about meeting a lot of the uh, people who run the resorts and talk about travel. And we'll bring you some, ghoul- some good stuff during the week. So be sure to follow us at The Best Trip Ever. You can find us on Facebook at The Best Trip Ever and also on Twitter. So if you have any questions questions or maybe some ideas we'll see what we can do but be sure to follow us we're looking forward to the week